Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I'm Condra Boudreau. And we're here to talk about Minute 30 of Fantastic Mr. Fox by Wes Anderson. Minute 30 starts with Bean saying that the fox is very clever, and it ends with Felicity asking, why is he wearing that? Dun, dun, dun. Get a little bit of a cutoff, but dramatic minute overall. Yeah, no, we've got some scheming going on. Do we want to talk about that first? Yeah, so Bean is planning to kill the fox, and Bogus and Bunce agree. Basically, Bean's like, oh yeah, he, he's he's hard to kill, right? Because he's a fox and he's sneaky. And he's kind of just like making fun of Bogus and Bunce. He's kind of like mumbling and being sarcastic. The mumbling's hilarious, though, because he's going to be like, you're going to be a bit difficult, right? That was my... Michael Gambon impression. Was I wasn't great. really trying. That was I have a great. better Michael Gambon. I feel like I can do. I just wasn't really doing it just now. I was kind of just doing like fake deep British voice. But uh, that was honestly this scene though. As much as like I know Michael Gambon and like I know what his voice is because I watch Harry Potter too much. It sounds a lot more Stephen Fry. Yeah, no, he's de- he's leaning into the accent more. I don't know British things. If if there's like a way that he's trying to make it more like farmer slash working class sounding. No, I mean, it's definitely not like more northern or anything, but it's still definitely like a a southern fancy accent, not a, not a. Okay, so Gambon still sounds like it's his accent. Yeah. For sure. I mean, maybe I'm not 100% right and I'm. I, I mean, I'm not an expert by any means, but I don't think so. But, like, Bogus and Bunce have, like, generally funny lines, but Bean, be, like, Gambon's line deliveries as Bean, while not supposed to be funny, are very funny. Like, the character, the, like, the humor of how, like, wacky and insane this character is being uh, is very British, hilarious, and insane all at once. Mm-hmm. And then continuing on as they're starting to scheme about what to do with this fox and killing him and everything, Bean pulls out the gun and then... Shoots every light. Which is the dumbest thing, because he shoots, like, some that are on top of some of his, like, his turkey houses. He's just being more extra. Clearly. Theme of these episodes. Bean Bean is is extra. extra. (laughs) But part of that, like, him shooting out the bug light... It's like, yeah, it's kind of silly. Well, maybe he's just really into lighting. And I I think the lighting has something to do with it because he wanted to be be able to use the flashlight. And we also have another Harry Potter coincidence uh, because Michael Gambon played Dumbledore, whose famous tool was the Deluminator, which turns off and turns on lights, most notably used in. The first scene of the original Harry Potter movie, which, of course, was Richard Harris playing Dumbledore at the time, but the famous scene where we were introduced to Dumbledore and McGonagall through Dumbledore turning off all the lights on Privet Drive and McGonagall transforming out of a cat. Oh, what a good... We should go watch that after this. (laughs) Just just a generally iconic movie scene that I think would give, like, any one of our generation chills Mm -hmm. just watching it. Yeah. And, like, the the flashbacks to childhood. Yeah, so it's just kind of funny that you get, like, last last episode, uh, last episode we had the um, Gryffindor colors, 
on his rugby shirt. And this time we've got the Deluminator. And it's sad because Michael Gibbons obviously done more things than Harry oh Potter. Oh my god, he's done so many wonderful, amazing things that we've already talked about to some extent. But of course this was in 2009, which was in the middle of the Harry Potter run. Heart of Harry Potter. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dumbledore's in Harry's heart. Would I want a Dumbledore in my heart? Because you'll be in my Shut. heart. That's it. Um, is that Tarzan? That's Tarzan. Uh, that's, who, that's who's the music like, for that? Phil Collins? Phil Collins. See, the funny thing is we've mentioned Tarzan multiple times on this. What else have we mentioned <laughs> I Tarzan? I mentioned Clayton, uh, the, the, the antagonist of Tarzan. Ooh, we who talking, gets hanged at the end of the hanged. movie. Yeah. We were, I actually mentioned his hanging. It's funny. I listened back to the episodes, and I'm probably like, I know I'm right now one of the relative few. Like as as of recording this, I'm one of the few that actually listened to it because I look at the numbers, um, and you get to hear it over and over again as you edit it, which is not normal for podcasters to like for them to like actively seek out and listen to their own stuff. But like, I forget, so it's fun. the references that we make. Yeah, and I want to make sure I'm like continuing things like the critters. But what else? Oh, we have um in this little scene we have cuss number eighteen uh, yes. for our cuss count. I don't remember the context. Uh, it's Bean saying cuss though. Yeah, Bean's like we're gonna. I know where the fox lives, so we're gonna hide in the bushes and shoot the little cuss. So we get lots of syntactical uses of the cuss. My favorite is still coming up. Here it's a direct object. I wish I could make comparisons with real swears, but we're not gonna do that right now. No family show. <laughs> Family show, even though Mr. Clean. <laughs> no, we're not going back there. <laughs> so we've got another cuss here, which is pretty exciting. And considering we're at minute 30. Yeah, that's like a cuss every every other minute. Yeah, it's pretty intense. That. This movie's inappropriate. Why are we watching it? <laughs> Scarring me. No, Scar was the Lion King. Oh, man. Did you know his name was Tatha? Before it was Scar. He got the, and Taka translate to trash or garbage <laughs> because he was the second son and it was like, yes, you are trash. There's a great episodes of Cracked After Hours, which is a YouTube series that no longer runs, where they're talking about Disney villains who were right all along, I think is the title of the episode. They're like, Scar. And then Michael Swaim says, no, it can't be him. He has that huge, hideous face cut. That means he's evil. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> this makes me laugh every time. Well, that's good. Because it's a synonym, and synonyms make me laugh. I know. I think synonyms are a very large comedic device that are used a lot and like isn't really observed as being like a classic humorous thing. I definitely get that, but also it takes a certain person to think it's funny and like... It depends on your training. All right, apparently you don't think Brian Regan's funny. I, I, I get mean, it. I do think Brian Regan's funny. I've seen him live. But also, like, I think other people are funnier. Okay, moving on. Should we cut to Mr. Fox returning home? Sure. Or all three returning home? Yes, mostly Mr. Fox because he's the main character. Eh, I like Christopherson <laughs> and Kylie better. Yeah, but they are secondary characters. Well, you okay, can fight so me. Okay, so Mr. Fox and Kylie are sneaking back in the house. They've got their bandit hats still, like, on their heads, but, like, rolled up. So they're just kind of laying on the top of their heads and not actually down over their faces. And they're sneaking into the house, being all quiet. And then 
we they walk by a doorway and Felicity's in the doorway in the dark. And she's amazing. <laughs> she's just like being as extra as Bean. Honestly, like Felicity deserves to be extra. Bean is just extra. I not that I ever want to be like in the position in my life where I need to like dramatically catch someone red handed. Oh, I would love to do that. <laughs> That's a dream. But I kind of like it's kind of. Unless maybe when I if I'm like a parent and I need to like <laughs> my kids out too late and then I like well that's stay. basically what she's doing right here she is um yeah but it's catching the teen coming in late yeah Mr Fox is like sneaking out she's catching him red handed with a bandit hat on the fact that he's coming home late isn't the problem it's what he's been doing yeah and also playing on that excuse of oh another book book party. Yeah, that's what Felicity asks, and Fox is like, actually, there was a fire, and I gotta go talk to people, and... Might have been arson, so he's gotta talk to Arson? Um, which seems, like, come on, man, this, that's something, like, are you then gonna go commit the arson? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, arson's gonna make the paper, your wife reads it, because you write it. Fox commits arson to cover his tracks. (laughs) kind of came out but i'm into it this is like obi-wan killing <laughs> owen and baru <laughs> yes oh uh, okay so you have felicity catching him and like yeah. calling him out in another incredibles similarity mm-hmm. so much of this movie is similar to the incredibles but it's the same it's the exact same as when mr incredible comes home bob parr as it were and uh, Helen Parr is waiting for him. She's actually sitting in a chair in the dark, and she dramatically turns on a light too. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do Incredibles next. Always, I love the Incredibles. I don't know. Season two is still up to debate, up to debate as to whether it will happen and what we will do if it happens. Send in your requests. Yeah. So she starts instead of he- like hearing this l- obvious lie. She's like, "All right." Small person that I know won't lie to me, Kylie. <laughs> Kylie's just like, no, I don't want to get in the middle of this. It's like such a child thing, like, let the parents fight. She also turns on the light dramatically, which I think is good, because it's like turning the light on, like... The situation? Yeah. So all of a sudden, like, she was in the dark, and now she's like, no, I know what's going on. She turns on the light. Yeah. Ooh, very... Very metaphorical. There. Good analysis. Yeah. You know, I was like trying to figure it out, and then I started saying the words, and, and I was like, "No, that's exactly what I. That's exactly what it is." So you're su- surprised me sometimes how smart I am. Um. Yeah, because you say some dumb stuff sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> like that, Mister Clean bit. <laughs> hey, that Mister Clean bit is genius. Um, is that gonna be the thing on the show now? Can it please be our running gag? I really don't want it to be, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable. As much as, like, I think it's funny. I also, Mr. Clean really freaks me out. Do <laughs> you remember the Super Bowl commercial yes, where he was sexy why. dancing? Yes, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. So, no. Can't do Mr. Clean. Well, the lady in the commercial thought he was dancing for her. But he wasn't. Well. And then. You get a dramatic mid-sentence Mrs. Fox question. Yeah, why is he wearing that? 
Wearing what? Uh, presumably, or is that the end of the sentence? Presumably, she's talking to Christofferson because she turns her head and Fox and Kylie are in frame. Or is it Ash? We have no idea. It's probably not Ash wearing a banded hat. I doubt it. Never lose faith. Never surrender. Never give up. Never surrender. Galaxy Quest. That's also a good movie. I wonder if there's a Galaxy Quest minute. That um, seems seems like something I that they like would that, do. That, are there that people seems doing, like a very movies by minute. Are there, are there people doing Star Trek movies by minute? I think so. Because it would be interesting if they did Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Same thing where it would be interesting if the Star Wars minute did Spaceballs, which I'm still waiting for. Oh, well, I mean, they did the April Fool's episode. That was amazing. Um, I don't remember that. That was, was it in the season I haven't listened to? Uh, what season did they do that in? They just talked about it when they wrapped up season six. They were talking about their April Fool's episodes. I haven't listened to that yet. Oh. I, I only remember the alphabetical where they, they did, did the a Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber song. And that I was funny. Died. I was so angry that, <laughs> that episode. So there is a Star Trek minute. I can't tell if it is... Yeah, no, they're talking about the movies minute by minute. Okay, so, do you know which movie they're on? They just finished movie f- four, three? Uh, they just finished three. They're about the to start for four. Spock? Yes. Four is, why am I blanking on four? Undiscovered yeah. Countries? Isn't that the Voyage five? Home. Yeah, okay, four is the Voyage Home. Yeah, I should have known that one. Well. That's the Wales one. That is the Wales one. Okay, I know that's what <laughs> that one is. <laughs> um... So, and I mean, if you're interested in Star Trek Minute and or Star Wars Minute, you can find all of those at moviesbyminute.com, in which... you Can can you find us there? You can find us there, too. Whoa, that's crazy. It's amazing. The, well, the, let's stop talking about other podcasts. Let's talk about our own. I mean... Fantastic got, Mr. Fox. I've got all my notes done. Yeah, me too. There was a lot... There was more action in this movement, more camp... In this minute, more camera movement. Uh, I like the camera movements of Bean shooting the mm-hmm. lights. Yeah, we he, get we get some interesting angles. It was that whole him moving in general was very snake like. Yeah, I wonder if Bean was ever like in the army or something. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. <laughs> he fought in Korea. You can't do you tell think, me otherwise. Do you think he was like Roald Dahl, where he like was like was Roald Dahl one of the like the weird like super soldiers he yeah no he was like in a plane and he was like super good uh yeah no he's one of those intense that i don't think you'll ever know his full no that was um christopher lee that you'll never know christopher lee yeah for sure but there's a lot of those other there's a lot of those other british guys also have weird military histories i'm totally blanking on some of them though but a lot of them are like he was in the army and the air force. I was like, he was a flying ace. Yeah. Yeah. He was. And the a... story is that like he got stranded in a desert, didn't he? I don't know. I'm kind of looking it up really quickly. He did get stranded. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he was stranded in the desert. So yeah, Google uh, which uh, famous British children's writers are actually uh, war heroes because that's always interesting. A. Or maybe... Milne was another one yeah. that was like amazing. He or was Winnie he sur- he sur- the Pooh. Yeah, he survived World War One kind of thing and, like, really suffered PTSD, though. Are any of Roald Dahl's books more... His adult ones. Okay. 
but none of his kids' books are as war allegory I think maybe the closest one is James and the Giant Peach, which has some with the rhino kind of stuff. But I don't know how war that is and how or how grief kind of thing. Yeah. I can't think of I'm like I haven't read some of his like like George's Marvelous Machine or Danny the Champion of the World. I haven't read any of those, but I've read all these big ones. And none of them really are war allegories. Yeah. But I know he directly writes about war in his adult books. Yeah, and I know that this one's about, like, his relationship with his son who died. Question mark? There's always There's always personal stuff that's in fiction and movies. Although, there's a, there's a clear pattern in Wes Anderson movies uh, that are generally about, like... A creative type who doesn't quite fit in or stuff like that mm-hmm. which isn't as much in this movie because it's based on a pre-existing intellectual property but i think it was interesting to think like what stuck out about fantastic mr fox to wes anderson why would he pick something so specific and so plotless because rule doll isn't easy to translate into a movie there's a lot of updating and adding and, and adapting you have to do if you're going to make a West uh, Rule Doll book into a movie. Yeah, I'm just, I like thinking about the big ones like Matilda and James and the Giant Peach. The, well, the thing is that they're so plotless a lot of the time. Yeah. That you, you really need to give it a three-act structure that Rule Doll's not giving you. Mm-hmm. Even thinking about the new BFG, like, that was... That needed a lot of extra stuff, and I think maybe that's where it was unsuccessful in a lot of ways. Because the story, that BFG specifically, was pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I know for a while, Ryan Stiles from Whose Line was pretending to be the BFG. Nice. Because I think... The ears the, it, and the nose. The, the actor who played him in the movie, was was that Mark Rylance? Uh, who played him? I don't remember. Oh I haven't my. thought about that movie since I saw it. <laughs> no one has. Uh, let's why look. am I think? Why am I thinking that was Mark Rylance? It better be Mark Rylance, otherwise I'm going to be very embarrassed. Mark Rylance. Ha ha! I was right, playing the titular character. And I know we've talked about this before, but Rule Doll movies are—they're not fifty-fifty, but they are weird. The way they shake out is always interesting. Well, I think that in part has a lot to do with the way Rule Doll's actual books are. Is they're really dark and. They're kid-friendly, but in, like, a very weird way. And they're very real in a lot of ways. And some, like, the abuse that a lot of the children face. A lot of movie producers and, like, the movie industry in general are not super comfortable for a kid's movie, like, flat-out neglect and abuse and... Yeah, James the Giant Peach being the most obvious one and Matilda. 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 It's a lot darker in the book. Yeah, Especially but, with the Trunchbull. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing is that the kids in these never seem to be too put down by it. They're still always very hopeful. It's not really wallowing in it. Yeah. I uh, guess the thing that Rule Doll is always cast as is he writes kids' books, but he never talks down to kids. Yeah. And I don't know as much about the books that check off on that but i i would say in general it's correct yeah no i mean they're all very 
fast-paced, clever, witty. It's not like he's slowing down anything, and it's it might take a kid a few reads to get it, but um, it's still got... There's a lot going on, and they're very layered pieces. Yeah, the idea that on the surface they're silly, but on the inside it's about a father's relationship with his son or a boy turning into a rat mouse that's the witches right yeah the witches the boy turns into a mouse and that's a story of bravery and like heroism the selflessness and lear- of an learning individual. to learning to stick up for yourself i think mm-hmm. oh that's that's a theme in a lot of them um matilda james and the giant peach yeah you're not even a real rhino <laughs> Every time I think of that movie, I just remember that it's kind of dumb. But it's so beautiful. Is it though? It's like not that beautiful. I think there's some. Kind of a, sequ- it's kind of hideous. There are some sequences though, especially when they play with the lighting, like all the UV stuff. Yeah, that stuff's cool. Okay, we kind of <laughs> we, we kind of stretched it out. Tangent number twelve. Mused on Rule Doll a little bit, which we we don't get to do a lot. We usually, I usually like to talk about Wes Anderson more i'm always down for talking about rule and maybe we'll fill it, figure out his military history and update you about it next time yeah but otherwise we hope we find out what happens next between mr and mrs fox maybe this drama will come to a head this has been minute 30 of fantastic minute yeah i've been tyler boudreau i've been condra we hope you follow us on twitter and email us at gmail.com at amateur nerds present that is our gmail our twitter handle is at amateur, amateur nerds. nerds and we hope you join us next time for minute 31 of fantastic mr fox we hope you have a fantastic day fantastic <laughs>